This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. I can't even get through the title of our podcast without chuckling. You hear it right there, Joe. Uh, Mark Willard, Joe Shasky, glad you're with us. I, I I mean an zero and seven road trip. I like you. You come out of the All Star break. They had won seven of nine, and people are starting to feel like okay, it's still a little bit of a prove it deal. But you felt like you had been through the storm, and then here you get this. And and I know where a lot of people's heads are at with the trade deadline now. As of us doing this episode, the trade deadline is five days away. Farhan Zadi had said a couple of weeks ago, we got to see what this team does in in terms of earning actually going out on the market and buying. Um, I would unequivocally say they have not done that. They, they have not earned anything yet. I want to let you speak on this. I'll just give you the little teaser. I won't go into a whole lot of detail. Yeah. I am still not of the mind to sell. I don't think it's necessarily a huge buy, but I'm not of the mind to sell. Where where are you on this subject? I think it's delicate. I, I would probably lean sell, but I'm also not opposed to just not doing anything and just kind of standing pat and kind of allowing it to, to play out. I definitely don't want to give up any prospects at this point. If you're not going to get one of these, which doesn't feel like it, it feels like they're out on the Soto thing. So like one of the big grand prizes. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and look, they're not going to get killed if they give out their 11th best prospect for a, a reliever or something like that. I, I just don't want to see them get in a situation where they're giving up one of the top 10, nine guys right now in their farm because we've been waiting long enough and I'm starting to see some of these guys at single and double A start to turn it around a little. I'm, I'm now focused very much on the minor league system. But like if Rodon, for example, and, and this is look, you made a great point. Pitchers aren't going to net you what an everyday player does. But there is some back to like, hey, Javi Baez got traded for a guy who was the sixth best prospect in the Mets organization last year. And this guy is 20 years old, a former first rounder. If someone is going to be that belligerent and give you someone like that, you have to explore it. But it seems unlikely that you're going to get that for a guy who makes what, seven or eight starts between now and the end of the year? 
Yeah, that's I mean, you're essentially looking at it. It could be it could be 10 starts, but whatever it is, you're you're not going to get a huge bounty on that. Now, right. to, to your point, and I do think this is the way a lot of baseball teams do this now, whether it's, you know, Farhan and Scott Harris or, or any baseball team. Um, we love to label. Are you a buyer or are you a seller? Yeah. They're going to look at it as, does this make sense for our team right now? It could be a buy. It could be a sell. You could call it whatever you want. Is it a good deal for our team? So to your point, if somebody wants to get desperate on Carlos Rodon, if they want to do that, if you want to get desperate on Jock Peterson, which more on him in just a second, then yeah, you yeah, you, of course. you look at, you look at you look at any phone call yeah. right now. That's the beauty of the Giants situation is that you can take any phone call right now, but you're not going to give up a bunch on the farm no. to support this team. They no. haven't earned it. They don't they don't deserve it. But I'll also say this: as ugly as the road trip was, they still sit just a breath away from the sixth and final playoff spot. I know, they're right there. And and while that doesn't do a whole – I'm not – you know, I'm not saying, oh, hey, they, they could rally and win the World Series, yeah, yeah. Even, though, even though that's true. Um, that's not where my mind is. The reason I say that, though, is because of the point we were just talking about. If you're not going to get that much form, I am not interested – Selling this Even at sell. two games under 500 – in blowing off the remainder of the year, I'm with for, you there for somebody's fifteenth prospect. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah, you there. Like, I, I, I'm you with know you what there. I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's gotta make sense. Well, and part of it is also even a message that you're sending, even if it is a blue sky message. You're the Giants. I, I'm with it, you. On when, that. when you're the Giants, man. When you're the Yankees. When you're the Dodgers. When you're the Red Sox. When you're these baseball teams, boy, selling is a really bad look. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad look, and I don't think you do it unless you're truly just completely out of, of, of any options whatsoever. If you, Okay, so obviously we want a star. That's what everyone wants. Like, what are we looking for? And I, I say this out loud, and I'm like, well, probably everyone in baseball is looking for this right now. My God, they need a left-handed reliever. Like, it is so bad. They need somebody who can get out some lefties, but they just need a basic left-handed reliever at this point. Garcia is so – he's struggling. He, he had moments – he had, I think, at eight or nine start uh, appearances in a row without giving up a run. He's struggling right now. Sammy Long, he's struggling. Big time Oof. might not come Oof. back up at some point. And so they need somebody. Alvarez is on the IL, I believe, 60 days yep. or something yep. like that. They've got nothing in that bullpen in terms of lefties. Um, I absolutely agree with you on that. And and that's just for the betterment of the uh, of the team going forward. Exactly. Uh, whether it's this year, whether you can find someone that may be controllable uh, beyond this year. Uh, because Garcia, I wonder, because he had been doing really well. He was. And 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 I wonder if what we're seeing now isn't a hangover from the Dodgers outing, the Mookie Betts home run. That's a good point. Uh, that, that one, you know, look, he walked Bellinger right before Mookie. Yeah. You can't do it. You flat out can't do it, and he did. And so is there a hangover there? Sam Long is the one that I look at, and I'm like, I can't, you can't <laughs> do this right now. Like, he's not – you can't run him into close games no. because his curveball is either he either has no idea where it's going, yeah. Or by the same token, um, when you don't have any idea where it's going, sometimes it goes right down the middle. Mm-hmm. His curveball is landing right in the middle of the barrel, and and for me, the at bat, 
it's funny that both of them, both of them were brought in in situations to get Cody Bellinger out last week. Garcia threw four bad ones and had to face Mookie Betts. Sam Long gets Cody 0-2 and then kept peppering the middle of the strike zone, which, like, if he had bounced a curve one time, Cody would have been out for sure. He was swinging out of his shoes. Yeah, he kept kept just putting it right in the middle of the zone, and and Cody got into one, hits a grand slam, and the Giants lose both of those games. So I think your point is a really good one. And and Farhan recently mentioned that if you are going to see some moves – I think the bullpen is the top of his mind. Well, I think they made a move a couple of years back to acquire Will Smith randomly in like not a it wasn't a lost year, but it was like a where is this year going? And they had him and then they squeezed that lemon for every single drop for almost a full year. Oh, well, it was 2016. I guess it was yeah. before Farhan. But that was a great acquisition at the time by the Giants. And so anyway, I, I just I look at what they're doing right now and it's very frustrating. Like Tyler Rogers. The poor guy. I mean, is this guy really going to pitch every other day for the rest of the year? He needs a break. And because you don't have a lefty, I feel like he keeps getting ran out there in these situations where it's like I'm looking around the bullpen. Who, who else am I going to give the ball to? Like, I I, I don't know. I, I think they're in a really tough spot right now, and their bullpen's just getting lit up. So a couple things on uh, left-handed players we may see get talked about at the deadline. One of them is Juan Soto. I'm going to put that aside for a second. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. The other one is, is Jock Peterson. Cause if you're talking about free agents at the end of the year that others might be interested in uh, maybe he's a guy, but again, to the point that I've been making about, you're not going to get a whole lot for rentals, even though Jock would be considered a quote unquote, everyday player. The giants don't think that he is. Mm-hmm. And we've already had that conversation, but this guy hasn't homered since June 25th. And he looks completely lost up there. So while we've watched him be streaky this year, it was up, then it was down, then it was way up, and now it's down again. Again, I I come to the same answer. What do you think someone's really going to give you right now for Jock Peterson? It feels like next to nothing. 100%. And and if that's the case, then – like. it's a weird idea for a fan to say, let's stand pat. Cause like, that's like the most boring thing you could ever say. And, and, and the word boring has come out of our mouths way too often with the giants this year, but it feels like that's actually probably the right thing to do. I hate to say this. I, I hate this phrase, but regressing to the means, you know, you hear that a lot from people. I just feel like jock. And this is something that I saw. I don't know if you watched the, a day in the life of jock where they do it on NBC Bay area. They followed him around. He's got so, a lot of body stuff going on. He sees a chiropractor quite often and he's always getting his body worked on. And again, I'm not making excuses. I'm telling you the reality of where he's at. I think, I think he's got some muscle back kind of stuff and you can clearly tell he's not driving the ball like he did before. I mean, well, he's just not. And he's swinging through things. He is one of those guys that moves kind of weird. Like remember okay. men in black, remember men in black when the bug comes down and yes. hits the big crater and he comes yes. out his clothes are just kind of all like they hang yes. on you weird and he kind of yes. like I mean I, I mean this lovingly jock but right he like he moves a little bit yes. weird out there Yes. Well, he was with the chiropractor and Mark, I'm going, when was this? He's like, I couldn't even move my left side of my body. I couldn't turn to the left side. I'm thinking to myself, my God, how can you play baseball and swing a bat if you can't turn to the left? And then he did the cracking or whatever, I guess the week or two weeks prior. Well, that was the game he hit multiple home runs in. Right. And he goes, yeah, I I wish I could see you every day. So Um, to me, that kind of stuck out. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. 
Yeah, yeah, it does not look right at all. Um, all right, Juan Soto. Ugh. So I had gotten myself to the point a few days ago where I said, I'm all out on Soto. I'm all in on Judge. Okay. And I use those as examples of deals like that that could be available. And this stems from the conversation we had in our last episode with Hank Showman. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, you should go back and listen to it. He has some really interesting things to say about this particular topic. But um, it's not that I don't think that any particular farmhand on the Giants is not worth giving up for Juan Soto. Of course, you'd, you'd give up any of them. But what I see around baseball is that the Giants – while they actually do, in my mind, have the prospect capital to get Juan Soto, in another way they don't because they'd be left with none left over. You have to, if you're going to do it like the Dodgers, when they make one of those big deals, they give up three prospects and they've got three more. Exactly. You, you always have to have three more or else, and it's not about whether or not they'll become good big leaguers. It's about having assets in the farm system so that you can get mm-hmm. into conversations when they come up. To get Juan Soto would be giving up everything. It would be Logan Webb and Kyle Harrison and Marco Luciano and Luis Matos and Will Bednar. I really think that it might be that kind of deal. And and so it'd be great. You'd have Juan Soto and your team would be awful. I really believe that. Like like the Nationals. Right? Like I I just we all want that star, but at what cost? And, And there's and and like Sam Lubman's putting in our chat here, our producer, there's no guarantee that he wants to sign with you. I mean, he just rejected 450 million. I mean, I want to believe that he wants to sign with us, but until he does that, you never know. I saw a trade proposal on MLB.com. Again, it's just a trade proposal, but it's MLB.com. It had Gavin Lux, Dustin May. This is the Dodger one. And their top five, not, not three, not two, their top five prospects who were all between like I want to say three overall and like 66 in, in terms of what the top 100 I mean that that's highway robbery I'm not doing that like and the Dodgers can do that because of where they're at in their life cycle and what they've established and what they've created and I hope they do that because it'll gut everything that they've got going and it'll limit their resources moving forward the Giants wow. are not in a position to give that up they don't have that arsenal at the big league level in Lux and Dustin May and they certainly can't be given up their top five prospects mark they can't the problem i agree i agree with you the, completely the problem is though when you say like it would gut the dodgers is it would also gut giants fans because oh, they no would doubt. resign him they would resign I, him. They would. soda would be a dodger for 12 years and so that's what i wonder right now like i've i've reasoned with the idea that the giants are not to get right. Ron soto but if he ends up with the dodgers or padres how does that land with everybody? Well, I think the Padres is a little different. Like the Padres, it would sting. The Dodgers would almost feel like unfair. I mean, that, that it already feels kind of unfair. You yeah. go get him, that one would really hurt. Like I, at least the Padres will find a way to screw it up, right? right. That's that's right. what most Giants fans would think. Well, would they give up Tatis to do it? And and if they do Ooh, that, then you're, that, right? I mean, I, I, I like. That. I don't know. I mean, I I know. Again, if I'm the Nationals, I point to the guys I want. I make that call. If the answer is no, then I hang up and I move yeah. on to the next team. And if I'm the Nationals, it's the first guy I want. Yeah. The only reason I wouldn't is because they want cheap. They want cheap, controllable young players. 
And Fernando is not that. Well, and look, they're not the only team that's selling off right now. Apparently, the GM for the Angels is trying to yep. rework their entire yep. organization. So I think there's a lot of things on deck. And I saw one proposal. Hey, we'll give you Shohei Otani, but you have to absorb Rendon's horrible contract for $250 million. Right. Who's going to be the sucker on that one? I mean, we all want Shohei, but... Do I really want this guy for another nine years and two hundred and seventy million when he's barely batting two hundred, playing third base? Like, I don't think I want that. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I'm yelling fine because I just, to me, the Giants, and this is why I'm in on Judge, is that the Giants' weapon that they have. When we talk about how do you compete with the Dodgers, the Giants' weapon is money. Yes, the Giants' weapon is not yet their farm system the giants weapon is obviously not major league assets the giants <laughs> weapon is not their ballpark the giants no. weapon is none of that the giants weapon is money and yeah. and so I, I i think that they are aware um that it's time to start using their weapon yeah. and and so you know that won't be at the deadline that'll be much more in the off season so uh we'll see on that it's garlic fries and baseball guys mark willer joe shasky with you twice a week very much uh, appreciate you tuning in, checking out our episodes. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Next thing is an extension of the first thing, and that is let's go a little bit deeper into the idea of the star building. And so here you are talking about, you know, is Juan Soto that next star? If we're all like, that's not going to happen. You know, you'd have to give up uh, the farm. Uh, Speaking of the farm. There was a comment made recently. Raj Mathai was the one doing the interview. Larry Bear spoke publicly on the idea of the Giants and a star. And if you listen closely to the word choice that he uses here, I think it's worthy of discussion. Take a listen. I would say that having a star or two is highly desirable. But two points. One is you can't mortgage the farm for the star because if you get to have a star but the team creators in a worse position and the second point is stars can be homegrown so buster as you remember was a giant's draft pick another incredibly popular giant a star lensica homegrown madison bumgarner homegrown so you can also do it that way takes a little longer. Barry, of course, was a free agent signing. It was in our first year. It was our first move. So so I would say it's highly desirable, but not at the expense of, of team performance. 
Okay, there's two huge pieces to what he just said. First one, I think, is something we already addressed. You're not going to give up your farm for a star. So bye-bye Juan Soto. The minute I heard that, I was like, okay, they're out. But the other word that he kept using was homegrown. And this is going it, to it, – it's so funny to me because it upsets Giants fans because when you hear homegrown, a lot of people immediately hear the next word in their, in their mind is wait. <laughs> you have to wait. Uh... But, but not only is Larry right that historically that's been the way it's been done. Farhan with us a couple of months ago said mm-hmm. the same thing. Got to have a homegrown core. It's how the Dodgers were built. It's how the Padres were built. And what I would encourage, because I'm totally behind this idea, what I would encourage fans to remember is that when you get your homegrown star, it's way more special. Barry Bones was the exception. No doubt. You go around our city, and and it's why Kevin Durant left. Mm -hmm. We didn't treat him like he was homegrown. Mm -hmm. Jeff Clay Dre, Kittle, Fred Warner. Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott. Joe Montana, go back in the history. Yeah. And even the Giants. McCovey Mays. Mad Bum Kane. Will Clark. They've got – it doesn't mean you can't go sign Aaron Judge. It just means they've also got to have some of it from within. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and whether people like it or not, that's going to take some time. Well, I mean, like, look, look, we, we talk so much about the World Series team, right? And and Bonds era is the Bonds era. It's a little unique, and they were way more aggressive, and, and it changed a lot. Go back to the Will Clark era. It wasn't just Will Clark. Will Clark came up, and then they, they swung a trade for Kevin Mitchell, and that was a shrewd trade. Matt Williams came up. Robbie Thompson came up. There were a lot of guys coming up simultaneously, you know, over a, a two-, three-year period, and it just changed the entire roster. And, yeah, they piecemealed it with some free agents, some good trades trades, things like that. Um, And that's kind of what you're looking to do here, right? You want, it's not just Luciano coming up. It's Luciano and Pomeres or Luciano and and Matos and Luciano, maybe Ramos. I mean, who knows? It's a combination of these guys coming up all about the same time. They're not all going to come up in the same exact bus, but over a six month, 18 month period, yeah, are the Giants fans, they're going to have to be patient. Like that's something that I'm learning to myself. I'm going to have to be patient and wait for it. But that doesn't mean you can't go out in free agency and spend. Like, they acquired Carlos Rodon, right? They they got him in free agency. We all like him. If they were at a different spot in their cycle, I don't think there'd be any doubt that they would be signing this guy to a five-year deal and spending $200 million. If all these other prospects were up and they just needed some pitching, is there a question that the Giants wouldn't be trying to, to give this guy a bigger deal? I wonder, I wonder, how old is Rodon? Is Rodon, was he, I feel like he's 31. Is he, is he past 30 yet? I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's see if we can look that one up. I don't have that off the top of my head. How old Carlos Rodon is? I do think you know you're, you're looking at it at a at a ball club from a business standpoint. They've been willing to do this in the past. You know, it yeah. went from Barry Zito to Cueto to Samarja. Like they'll go get the big free Hudson, agent pitcher, PV. and they'll, right, they'll 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 spend some money. But that was all the previous regime. That's true. It was all the previous regime. I think that this team now will spend, but it is going to either have to be someone in their 20s or it is going to have to be a sizable exception for a big reason, which is why I think Aaron Judge is not off the table. I think Aaron Judge is on the table because, A, he's Aaron Judge. I mean, it's not, wow, this guy's good. He is one of the superstars of the game. He is... A, a, a born Giants fan, a Northern Californian. 
and context matters and they know what's going on this year and they know they're being called boring and they know that attendance is down and 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 they know that 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 they need to pop somehow they need to spend some money so if that means two or three bad years for judge on the back end of five so great ones it. that right like i think so people, people are ready for that now well, rodon rodon 29 if you're giving him a five-year deal now remember this if he gets through this year this would be the first time that he's getting out arm trouble yeah and you're signing him until he's 35 Actually, it does not sound to me like something the Giants would do. Well, I don't know. I, I always feel like they're they're pretty shrewd. I'm, I keep going back to the old the old way. So it, maybe you're probably right. With Farm, we don't really have a, a long runway on it. Aaron Judge, if they didn't have the DH, we'd look at this whole thing totally different. Nope. Now that they've got the DH and it's in their back pocket, I'm watching Tommy LaStella, who's like four for like a thousand, bat in the DH role. I mean, we're all sick of that, right? I mean, come on. Can we, can we all agree? Yes. So even if I have to have Aaron Judge, who's a shell of himself at 37 years old in the DH hole, I'll live with that as he approaches 500 home runs. You know what I mean? Like, I can live with that. Not 22 career home run Tommy LaStella DHing. I'll, I'll pull my hair out if I have to watch watch that again no there's no doubt about it so and i just think that that uh you know whether or not you're watching guys perform the way you want them to perform single a double a triple a like kyle harrison is the one who's got the upward bullet right now i think he's on the team next year i think so too luciano's hurt luciano's hurt will wilson was having a really interesting run he got hurt i know that this it's hard it's really hard but i (laughs) I think these guys are coming. I really do. And, uh, and, and, and I think that Giants fans are going to love a couple of them who hit. And, and then you're going to have to also keep that stable going, keep building that for trade deadlines in the future. You yeah. know, exactly one year from now, the Giants might be three games out of first place. And, and you know, what if you did – you went and got Juan Soto – and then now you're battling the Dodgers and Padres again next year. And you're like, oh, we could really use a third baseman. And there's a really good one available. Oh, we got nobody on the farm. I know. They we got, got nobody. So it's not yeah. about who's going to make it. It's just about organizational health. Yeah. Well, the other thing that they need is they need an influx of arms. Clearly, like the starting rotation really needs it. They picked a thousand uh, relievers and starting pitchers in this last draft. And a lot of these guys seem to be a little farther along than the the crop that they had before. I thought Bednar we were going to see at some point because he was a college guy. I still believe him and Harrison might come up about the same time. I know that he hasn't been uh, fast tracked like Harrison has. But I still pitching very well. Yeah, he hasn't been pitching very well. He's you know, and he's he's pretty early in the in the process, but I hear you. You know what I mean? Like a, these college guys, they usually try to fast track them to get them up there. So I don't know. I, I do like where their philosophy is, and it does feel like some of their their outfielders and some of their infielder prospects are actually playing better. The thing we were talking to uh, Melissa Lockhart, who knows all the stuff about yep. the Giants farm system on the show, she was saying, you know, when you play in Oregon, which is where a lot of these guys are playing right now, it's wet every single day. It's yep. hard to hit, and that's something that I never ever ever considered so i'm just looking at the raw stats and it's like yeah it does it rains like 250 days a year in oregon i um i used to broadcast in that league okay uh, 1998 and 1999 i broadcast for the boise hawks which at the time was the single a in the angels organization okay and, and the eugene emeralds uh were gosh they were not affiliated with the giants uh at that time 
Uh, but I'm trying to remember who they were affiliated with. Might were they playing Cal- at Oregon Stadium as well? They they played. And I don't remember the name of the stadium they're playing in. What like it was an old wooden <laughs> classic, dank, damp. Like I mean, this is one of these broadcast booths that you had to shower in between innings because oh, you put a headset on in this booth and you are dripping sweat every half inning. Uh, um, it was unbelievable. And so, yeah, it's humid and it's muggy and um, and it's hard to hit a home run out of that ballpark. It's yeah. kind of a big cavernous outfield out there a little bit. So these aren't excuses, but yeah, like every league, it, it's got its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's no different than the way we process stats at Coors Field. 100%. Like, well, those are different. Yeah. We process stats at Coors Field differently. Um, and in certain leagues and certain teams, uh, they're not hitters' parks and they're not hitters' leagues. And so, you know, that's what uh, that's what some of those guys are, are going through. And they're, that's only – it's A-ball. It's high A-ball. So, you know, those guys, they've got a ways to go. There's no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. On that note about stadiums – the humidor thing in, in Arizona, what are we doing? Like it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. They have almost twice as many home runs on the road. The Arizona diamondbacks twice as many home runs on the road as at home. So like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And you're giving up more hits in that ballpark now because balls are falling in, but no home runs. And the giants got, I swear to God, they hit so many warning track shots this, this week. And it's happened multiple times that they've played there. Yeah. It's another example of baseball. Not really. I think uh, being all that in touch with, uh, with the entertainment value, It, it was too easy to hit a home run there before. Okay. But but they've overcompensated and they've gone way too far in the other direction. And, uh, and ball games there now um, are, are a rough watch. It is. They're, they're a rough watch. It's, it's become a pitcher's park, which, I, I, again, way too far in that direction. It's garlic fries and baseball guys. Mark Willer, Joe Shasky with you twice a week. Very much uh, appreciate you tuning in, checking out our episodes. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Speaking of Arizona – I wanted to ask you this uh, mm. before uh, before we run, which is that uh, Josh Robles of the Diamondbacks, I think one game into this series, which of course was swept by Arizona, said that the team was really motivated by something Gabe Kapler said after getting swept by the Dodgers. And he said that they heard Gabe say, look, unacceptable the way it was in L.A., but we're going to get it right in Arizona. They took that to heart. They said it was a motivator. They came out. They swept the Giants. Any reaction to that? Did did yeah. did, did, did he, he, step he, in something there? What, what what do you think? My reaction is to Giants fans. We are waiting. Not me. Not you. I feel like Giants fans are waiting for a fall fall guy, and they are hanging on every yeah. little thing Gabe says and does or doesn't do in the dugout. And it's kind of driving me nuts. It's unwarranted. He wasn't talking about, we're going to run through the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's saying like, yeah, whoever we would have played, it could have been the Yankees. We're going to get right because we're going to play better baseball. It had nothing to do with the opponent, but I feel like giants fans are so triggered by him at every turn. Look, 
You think if you don't think if he gets removed tomorrow, for example, I'm not saying I want him to, but he gets removed. If you don't think that the next manager is going to be doing the platooning with this roster, then you are fooling yourself. It's not like, you know, Dusty Baker's coming out and we're just going to play Estrada every inning for the rest of the year because that's what we do. No, this is an organizational philosophy now. Gabe's bought in. I am backing Gabe Kapler. I, I'm I'm so tired of seeing him get criticized and be the fall guy. Guys aren't playing good. That's not on him. Like, he hasn't been perfect, but it's not like these guys are executing and he's the one holding them back. I think it's quite the, the contrary. I'm with you. I'm a fan of Gabe. There's one thing I will bring up, which is that it's odd to me that, that his calling card and the staff that he has built around him, the calling card is to be meticulous. Yes. They're meticulous with everything. Well, if you are meticulous with everything, then how come your center fielder can't hit the cutoff, man? If you are meticulous with everything, then how come you guys haven't mastered how to call off another infielder when when there's a pop-up in there? Um, you oh, know. Here's another one. They've shifted, right? They uh, There's a stat I saw, and I don't have the exact way to pronounce it, but they're shifting, and the shift is working. But they've gotten, even though they've been in the right position, the least amount of outs of all the teams who have been in position to make plays that they have. And I'm not pronouncing it properly because if I threw the data at you, wouldn't know. But basically, they're in the right spot. The guy's not making a play. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that there's something weird going on there. Yeah, I agree with that. The the team looks the opposite of what is supposed to be their identity. And so something is going on there. I'm not buying into this. No one's listening to Gabe anymore. thing. I'll just say this, though, about Gabe. So there's something going on there. But the other side, and this is to defend Gabe, Gabe experienced this in Philly. Gabe's different. Okay, you've never seen a manager like this. No, we've never seen a manager where you're sitting there watching a game and and your your wife or your girlfriend uh, starts to move toward the edge of her seat when he comes out to make a pitching change. Okay, the guy looks like he's on a catwalk when he goes out there to 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 make a move. Um, He he has the biggest coaching staff. He, he, he's got his, you know, we believe, I mean, we know like he's got his speech pattern. He's got his bike, his black jeans going down the Embarcadero. He's totally different. And therefore when things don't go well, it's a bigger deal than it was for other managers. Yes. That's my belief. I I agree with that. Right. And in Philly, it was because he ate vegan food or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is that Gabe has a very, he has a way and his way is different and we don't do well with different when we are frustrated mm-hmm. and you're going to get that right now. They're playing terribly. They're playing terribly. And yes, he's going to shoulder some of the blame of that because he's the manager. And if you get a lot of credit for what he did last year, then you're going to get some of the blame this year. Yeah. I just think that his fans, everybody has got to, um, check themselves on what it is they're actually upset at Gabe about. Do you have a concrete reason or are you just annoyed because of the way he goes about his business? Uh, Yeah, I I think it's a lot of things. And I think a lot of people look for someone to blame. Like instead of, you know, hey, guys need to execute more. Like, for example, case in point, Mike Yastrzemski, we all believe he's a plus defender, right? Everyone agrees with that. Multiple times this year, Mike has airmailed cutoff men. 
you don't think Gabe Kapler and Mike Yastrzemski are sitting down in between. Mike, I love you. Come on, man. You got to hit the cutoff. But what ends up happening, guys are out there. They're getting frustrated. They're trying to make a play when there is no play to be had. We all know this. It's played by humans. Things happen. You try to do too much in moments of crisis because things aren't going well. And those compound themselves. Everybody's pressing. You're, yes. you're, you're, you're 100% right. Everybody's pressing. Look, Luis Gonzalez last week, you know, a couple days ago, he had two of the only three hits in the game. Uh, but he got called to the manager's office after the game because he got picked off twice and looked terrible on the bait. You know, down five. And Gabe called him in and goes, "You can't do that. I, like we can't do that." I mean, I he, like there has been a bunch of that can't happen stuff, just yeah. like Rodon kicking the back yes. in Arizona. Like this is the kind of stuff that gets highlighted when you're pressing, when you're stressing, yeah. And and you know, it's just a, a product of an zero and seven road trip. I don't um, want to jinx and, anything. And they're Mark. right. They're right. They've got like they absolutely they can't keep playing this way. It's embarrassing. No, uh, and I don't want to jinx anything at all. But we've got a lefty on the mound through six. Things are happening. I, I, I just things are happening, and I have a feeling, and I'm hoping, knock on wood. That Sunday, when we do this episode again, we'll have some good things to talk about. Maybe a four-game sweep with the Cubbies. Maybe, or, and you guys are going to hate me for this, but, you know, maybe, maybe tomorrow, if things happen, as you just said, I don't know, we might need an emergency episode. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. We haven't gotten to do an emergency pod yet. (laughs) Next week could be an emergency pod. Wouldn't you? I would I'm just love gonna that. drop that in there as a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Giants are home. It's the Cubs. It's the Dodgers. Uh, let's see if they can write the trip, uh, the the ship. It's the trade deadline. Definitely a lot to talk about when we talk to you next this Sunday, or who knows, maybe before. Maybe. Mark Willard, Garlic Fries, and Baseball Guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. <laughs>